Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Let's go to the book of Galatians for just a moment. Uh, we are in our series on Colossians, but I, I need to just back up a little, a little bit from where we, uh, to where we ended last week. And uh, we talked about... Uh, we're in the practical side of Colossians now, how to walk in the Spirit as we know that we live in the Spirit. And we talked about our position in a thorough way, um, in depth. And so now we're talking about what does that look like now? What do we do in that position? How do we live from that position? You know, my family, you and I are not living for victory. We're living from victory, from a position of victory. We're not living for God, we're living from God. Praise God. And understanding our position that we are, praise God, in Him, and we are created in Him, in Christ Jesus. We're seated with Him in heavenly places, have the, the highest position we could possibly have because not by works of righteousness that we've done, but by His mercy, He has brought us to that place, that position. And we have to humble ourselves to that position. Because false humility tries to creep in all the time. False Religious false humility tries to creep in and rob us of that. And you have to come to the place where you fully humble yourself to what God has done for you and receive this position that He has placed you in and fully be aware of it and understand it and acknowledge it and confess it so that you can truly live in the experience of it, that you can truly walk in the experience of your position. It's not just about having a position. You've been empowered in that position. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me too. That means He's, he's called me to action. And that anointing is the empowerment to preach the gospel, to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, to be a blessing, to give, to lead, to, to encourage others. So I thank God for this, this heavenly position that we have. And we talked last week about some practical things um, about the mind, that we, we've got to get our minds right. We have to be uh, transformed by the renewing of our mind. We talked about uh, Philippians chapter 4 where Paul talks about these things that, to think about, whatever things are good, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. If there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, think or meditate on these things. And, and the other one was about getting certain things out of our mouth. Remember when we talked about that, that malice and, 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 and anger and wrath and blasphemy and filthy language of any kind and lying to one another. We've got to get that out of our mouth to put off the deeds of the old nature and now to be renewed in, the, in our minds. But let, let's look at, where did I say to go? <laughs> Galatians chapter 3. One of the things I was talking about last week was about the hearing of faith. And Paul says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2. Brooke, are you doing the computer tonight? Thank you. I didn't, again, I didn't give her the scriptures ahead of time, so she's awesome. This only I want to learn from you, Galatians 3, 2. This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. What's the obvious answer there, my family? 
Yes, thank you. Verse 3, are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? And so Paul talked about that. Why do you subject yourself to these regulations, to man-made traditions, and, and, and to, man, to the principles of the world when you have been delivered out of that? You've been delivered out of that. You have a higher call. You have a higher walk. So he's, he's talking to the Galatians because these, these religious people are trying to come in and subdue them and to bring them under bondage and to take them out of their liberty they have in Christ to live freely as He is, as He does. He's saying, now, okay, that's great that you've that you begun in the Spirit, but now you're going to be made perfect by keeping the rules. He says, are you so foolish that you're doing that? You think that you began in the Spirit, but now you're going to perfect that by the works of the flesh? Are you kidding me? Through the strength of the flesh? Watch. Verse 4. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if, it, if indeed it was in vain? Verse 5. Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. So there's the supply of the Spirit, and there's the working of miracles that happens. All that comes to us, not because we've done good things. Not because we've done good deeds, but because of the hearing of faith. And last week, I talked to you about the hearing of faith. What is that? It's, and I said it was twofold until after service, and our resident theologian, Lynn Brown, came up to me, uh, who's also our head usher, came up to me after the service and said, there's a third one. And, I, and when he told me, I said, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Why didn't I think of that? And I talked to you about those two things being, you hear the word of faith preached. You know, the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's important that you hear about faith. You hear about what it means to believe God. Amen. You know, when Jesus said, all things are possible to him who believes. And when you see him heal people time and time again throughout his ministry on the earth, many times he would say, let it be to you according to your faith. Yeah. Hearing of faith, hearing the word of faith preached yeah. is how faith comes. And then also that you have, it also means that you have ears to hear and believe. Not just ears to hear, but ears to hear and believe the message. How shall they Call on him of whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe unless they hear? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You've got to hear this thing and believe it. Amen? And that's when it becomes real to you. That's when the power of the gospel, that's when the power of the message is unlocked into your life. Yeah. To hear it and believe it. But then Lynn said, yes, but there's also you speak the word of faith. I said, we talk about confession of faith all the time. That you confess the word of faith so that your own ears even hear your mouth, but also your heavenly Father hears you speak this word of faith. Your heavenly Father hears you declare His own word to Himself. Amen. The hearing of faith. Let's look at verse 10 now of chapter 3 of Colossians. Thank you, Lynn, for helping me with that. I appreciate you. By the way, this man has a lot of wisdom. A lot of wisdom. Austin, you know that to be true, don't you? I'm really blessed to have him here in my life and in this church. 
and have put on, let's, uh, can we go back to verse 9 for just a moment, just to get a little context here? Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds. Well, when did you put off the old man with his deeds? When you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? You decided you were going to identify with his death, burial, and resurrection. Like Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. So when he died, I died. And when he rose, praise God, so did you. And so will you. And have put on the new man. So these are things that have already happened in the spirit. By your faith in Jesus, you, are, you put off the old man, the old nature, and you put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. I love this. It says, have put on the new man. This word new, you, you have to grab a hold of this tonight, is fresh. That's what I like to call newborn babies, freshies like that new Voss baby. Regenerate, not regenerate. It's actually the adjective form of it. Regenerate. Recently born or youthful. Oh, I like that. This is what your spirit being looks like. Recently born, youthful, regenerate. The word regenerate means to be made over in a better form. Isn't that marvelous? To be made over in a better form. Aren't you grateful to God that things got better with Jesus? He brought in a new covenant established upon better promises. A better covenant established upon better promises. And His blood is what's backing it all. New thing. And you have put on this new man. This is good. Who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. This word renewed means to cause to grow up. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to grow up. Amen, you need to grow up. To make new, new strength and vigor given to one. To be changed into a new kind of life as opposed to the former corrupt state. So the new man is being renewed through knowledge. Well, this is interesting. Through knowledge, in knowledge, according to the image of Him who created Him. What that means is when you focus on Jesus, when you set your mind on Him, when you set your focus on Him, as the Scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. See, the more that you look to Him, the more you understand what you look like. The more you know what He looks like, the more you know who He is, the more you get to know who you are. Because now your life is hidden in Him, as we've learned earlier in this series. Your life is now hidden in Christ. Praise God. You've put on this new man, renewed in knowledge according to the... So you need to have the knowledge then according to the image of Him. That's why we talked about setting your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. Uh, um, This is speaking of letting the attributes of our born-again selves begin to dominate our thoughts and our actions. See... It's not about us having to conquer the old nature, having to conquer the old man before the new can be revealed. Galatians 5.16 says this, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. See, when the Spirit's the focus, the flesh just goes away. And it doesn't go away. I mean, its desires don't pull on you so much. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So you walk in the Spirit, and even while your flesh is lusting for the wrong things, that's when you need 
to grab a hold of what God has said. That's, why, that's, that's when you need to grab a hold of what the Spirit is saying to you and choose to walk in the Spirit. You see beyond what this flesh is offering or desiring in the moment. You see that you are a new creation with a new nature. Amen. The nature of God. It's now only natural for you, my, my Christian brothers and sisters, and now it's only natural for you to act according to your God-given nature, not the old fallen nature. You need, you need to adapt the phrase in your life, I can't help it, I was born this way. You need to adapt to, to that. I can't help it, I was born, I can't help but serve and love people, I was born this way. I can't help but give, I can't help but love, I cannot help but to, but to pray, I can't help but to read the word of God, I can't help to encourage others, I was born this way. Hallelujah. You have a new nature, born again. The more you walk according to this new nature, the more and more the old nature is diminished over and over again. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, But we have the mind of Christ. Say that with me. I have the mind of Christ. Now think about that. You have it. You possess it right now. You possess it right now. It's not something you have to go out looking for. You possess it right now. Oh, this is marvelous. And then Philippians says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, you have it, but you're going to have to use it. Hmm? Yeah. Come on, tell somebody next to you, use your mind. Use your renewed mind. Use that mind of Christ. Amen, it's there. Yeah, when, when Heather and I packed up our house um, in January, and we put a lot of stuff in storage, one of the things that I packed away which I regretted not too long after, was my battery charger for my drill. I kept the drill out, but packed the battery charger. And I cannot tell you how many screws I had to turn from January until a couple of days ago when we unpacked all that stuff with a screwdriver. All this time, I have the resource, but I can't get to it. Listen to me. You have the mind of Christ. Don't let yourself continue to toil and struggle through your finite understanding and reasoning. You have a limitless resource in you right now called the mind of Christ. That's good news. While we were in worship, it's actually about the time Heather got up to pray. And while she was praying, I asked the Lord, I, I saw a vision, and I asked the Lord, Lord, is this for someone here? And, and I couldn't quite figure out what, what it meant. So I just kind of was quiet for a little bit, and then, and then it started to unfold. I saw, and I don't know if it's somebody here in the room or somebody watching my podcast or live stream or listening by podcast and apply to several of you. But somebody working at a desk, working at a desk, and there was paperwork and, and working, and, and the person was efficient in their work, but yet just feeling like their work was humdrum, feeling like they really weren't accomplishing anything, even though they were proficient. And 
as, 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 the, as I continue to look into this picture, I also notice that this desk, they're sitting at this desk like this, and then I notice that there's another part of this desk that went back like this, and another part that went back like this, and both of those desks were empty on top. And they're, they're piled up in this work. And I heard the Lord say, there is promotion that they don't see yet, but it's around them. And, and, and the work that you're doing is sowing seed for a greater work. And in this new work, in this new place, in this new position, my family, you are going to find what it is that you're looking for. That long, there's, there's a great longing in you that is going to be satisfied in that promotion. Because the Lord is going to reward you. And I really, I really sense that you need to know this, that it's not your higher up. It's not necessarily your boss. It's not someone who's paying you the paycheck, whatever that looks like. I'm, I'm telling you, God is going to supernaturally make this shift for you. You just keep working proficiently. Don't lose heart in doing your best. Don't lose heart in being excellent at what you do. Even though you don't sense purpose in it, there is purpose in it. And God is working behind the scenes for you to promote you to greater things. I don't know who that's for, but praise God. If that's for you, just say, I receive that in Jesus' name, and we'll move forward. Everybody okay? Let's look at verse 11. Where there is neither Jew, a Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, that's my best try at it. Anybody got a better pronunciation? Okay, good. Slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. What is that saying to us? He's saying that you have the mind of Christ, and early we learned we're in Him. So we don't identify with any of this right here. The moment you start to identify with this, that's when you empower yourself to live only through the flesh. He said, you gotta, you got you to stop labeling yourself here in the area of the flesh, in the area of your race, or your, your genetics, or in the area of your color of your skin, or, or, or where you work, or whatever. None of that in Christ avails anything. All of your life is now hidden in Him. So, yeah, this, this, these things are, are true to where we live on the earth, but my family, let's remember tonight, we are all citizens of a kingdom that is not of this world. Huh? It is not of this world. We're in this world, but we are not of this world. And that right there tells us, listen, you got to get your mind on Him, the image of Christ, because that's where the life is. That's where the liberty is. That's where the true freedom is, where you don't get caught up in these religious games. You don't get caught up in these trips again and again and again in the flesh. Verse 12, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, Put on, now we're going to put on some other things. 
Now we're going to put on some other things. We have the mind of Christ. We've got to let this mind be in us. We've got to put on that mind, which looks like this. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. What is this about? This is about our expression of love to one another. Bearing with one another. What was the mind that Christ had? What does that mean to let this mind? Let's go back to Philippians for just a moment. I'll just keep you for a couple more minutes. I want to just share this with Philippians chapter 2. Let's just start in verse 1 there, Brooke. I'm sorry, I didn't have that in my notes. But uh, Therefore, if there is any consolation, we're going to read a few verses here. If there is any consolation or comfort in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Next. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than themselves. Not one amen right there. Let each... Esteem others better than them. My family, we got to get this in our culture, huh? Let each esteem others better than himself. You know, you, this will deal with, you will overcome offenses in your life. They, won't even, they, they might show up at your front door, but you won't ever let them in when you do this right here. Jesus said, offenses are coming, but woe through whom those offenses come. They're coming to you, just don't let them get through you. Let each esteem others better than himself. I was listening to Miss Mary Beth Winchell this morning, actually. She put this really cool post up on Instagram, and she was talking about, along these lines right here, and she was talking about how that there's nothing wrong with just being wronged. Now, there is in the, in the realm of justice, but in Christianity, we can't let ourselves get caught up on, in that stuff. Somebody says something offensive to you, you don't have to be offended. You really don't have to be. You know, you and I are called to higher things than that. Anybody can be offended. Anybody can, can lash out and react to that. But that's not us. That's not you. No, your life is hidden in Him. What if you just didn't get offended? What if in that moment you said, Lord... I pray for your blessing on this person. Whatever they're going through, whatever it may be, maybe they're not going through anything. Maybe they're just a jerk. But most of the time you'll, most of the time you'll find people are jerks because they've been jerked. Something else is going on in their life. And if we could regard one another in that way, to not be so quick to react, but to take that moment to be quick to listen and slow to speak, therefore slow to wrath. And let this mind be in Christ and to esteem them higher than us, even though everything in us is feeling quite different. Because we do not live by our senses, my family. We live by faith. Amen. I hope this helps you tonight. Lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. himself. Next. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. 
Jason O'Rourke, where, there you are. Jason O'Rourke, I thank God he was looking out for my interest today. I was out here with the, the lawnmower, and I was tying a rope around some of those branches and hauling them off back over uh, to the edge of the woods over there so that youth can later have something to burn this fall. You're welcome. And Jason pulls up, and he was, he was busy. He was at work. He was checking on a crew um, over in Prosper. Is that where it was? And then he was going to head back to Plano and, and took this shortcut. For now, it's a shortcut, <laughs> this road over here, and saw me out there. And so he pulled up and just right out of his busy schedule, had plenty of things to do, came over and helped me load up some of the heavier wood and stuff. I just thank God for you, Jason. Thank you for doing that. That, that went a long way today. And I appreciate that very much. To look out not only for our own interests, but also for the interests of others. And you know what you're going to find? It's inconvenient to do that. It's inconvenient to do that. But it's so rewarding. Verse 5. Let this mind. Which mind is that? That which esteems others better than yourself. That's the mind he's talking about. Jesus esteemed others better than himself. Wasn't he the best? Yeah. But he acted like everybody else was better. Look what Jesus did. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Verse 6, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He was perfectly content with who he was. He knew who he was. God, the Son of God. Look at this. But made himself of no reputation. God help us to get this in our lives. Made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Wow, what, what humility that God himself would clothe himself in flesh and come and serve. Jesus said, that's what I came to do. I came to serve. He says, if you're going to be the greatest in the kingdom, you're going to have to become the least. You're going to have to serve. And he washed his own disciples' feet. And Peter didn't get it. He said, we should be washing your feet, please. And Jesus said, if you can't receive this, you can't receive anything from me. And then Peter Jumps over the, off the cliff and says, well, just wash all of me. <laughs> Made himself of no reputation. Say no reputation. no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. He knew what he was doing. He knew that cross was coming. He said it many times, and he stayed the course. He humbled himself and obeyed that mission so that you and I could all be free today. Verse 9, I love this. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, everybody say Jesus. Every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. Next. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see what happens when one humbles themselves? See, when you humble yourself, you don't have to exalt yourself. God will take care of that. And when God exalts you, there ain't nothing anybody can do about it. Amen. Let's go this road. Let's take this route. Let's let this mind be in us. That we're going to decide and we're going to make up our minds that we are going, we're here to serve. We're here to esteem others better. We're here to lift others up, even if and when it inconveniences our lives. Yeah. 
Because we understand that God has a place for us. God has a, a, a time. There's a, there's a due season to exalt us. And let me tell you something. I think that vision I saw tonight has very much to do with what I'm telling you right now. He'll exalt you in due time when you humble yourself under His mighty hand. Amen. Amen. I want you for just a moment, just, um, just turn to somebody. Maybe, you know, let's just stand for a moment. Let's stand for a moment. I, I want you to actually go to somebody that's not terribly familiar to you. It's easy to just turn to the person we know uh, that, you're, that you're most acquainted with. Just, just find somebody, and I want you to just speak some encouraging words to them. Just speak some encouraging words. Let them hear from you tonight. Build them up. Strengthen them. If, if you find that you want to pray for them, whatever it may be, but, but just, just spend some time building one another up, encouraging one another, loving one another. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If, if you're at home right now, you're watching by live stream, you got somebody there, just start encouraging them. Speak life to them. Speak blessing. Love them. Listening by podcast, stop what you're doing right now and, and bless somebody. Smile at somebody. Lift someone up. Pray for someone. Serve somebody. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry of the Spirit right now flowing in this place. The ministry of the Spirit, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, okay, if you could find your seat right quick. Find your seat right quick. Just give me a couple more minutes. I wanna I wanna I wanna finish this this last verse. Wasn't that wonderful? Y'all are all smiling. Amen. Doesn't that, doesn't that make you feel good? To serve one another with that and then also to, to receive that encouragement? Amen. Wow, I should have done this before service. You guys look a lot happier right now. <laughs> I want to finish with verse 13. Bearing with one another. Bearing with one another. That is, That means that we we don't just live in small talk. But if someone needs to talk, that we have that listening ear, and we come up under that burden with them and tell them, you know what? I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to walk this out with you. 
whatever it takes, because this is the law of Christ that we bear one another's burdens. And it also means to give each other a break. Amen. How many of you are grateful that somebody gave you a break? Hmm? Continues to give you a break. Watch. And forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. Hmm. In other words, it's saying if you have a complaint, don't state it. <laughs> don't tweet it. No, if you do have a complaint, maybe go to the person that you have the complaint with instead of everybody else around them. Amen. That's the right thing to do. But that thing needs to end with forgiveness always. Let's never forget, my family, how much we've been forgiven. We owe Jesus the rest of our lives to give others forgiveness. Bow your heads for just a moment. I think we need to just act on this moment right here. If you're here tonight and you have been struggling, you've been struggling with an offense, you've been struggling with a grudge, you've been struggling with a complaint against someone, I want you right now to just by faith take action and say, Lord, I forgive. Let me see. If, if, if that's you, just between me and you and God right now, everybody's heads are bowed and their eyes are closed if you would just raise your hand and just acknowledge that say pastor i'm i'm letting this go now i'm ridding myself of this offense i'm ridding myself of this complaint i choose to forgive right now thank you lord yes thank you lord you're not the only one in the room thank you father lord thank you right now and i thank you right now for the spirit of the living god to rush into them right now and lift that burden and remove that weight. Whew, thank you, Lord. And Lord, that, that where they have harbored that, where they have rehearsed it, where they've, where they've talked about it, Lord, that now you're filling them with a song. You're filling that place with a song of praise. Whew, a joyful melody. As Paul said, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord. Thank you, Lord. That where there has been anguish, where there has been pain, where there has been hurt, Lord, now there is joy. Thank you right now. And they're free. They're free from those shackles. They're free from those shackles of holding a grudge. They're free from those shackles of holding a complaint, harboring bitterness. They're free from those shackles now in Jesus' name by the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand.
together tonight. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for your blessing now on your precious people. As they go from here tonight, Lord, that they will go empowered, equipped, strengthened, full of hope. Thank you, Lord, for life and vitality to their bodies and minds. Life and vitality to their relationships. Life and vitality to their finances. Life and vitality, Lord, to every, every, every aspect of their life. Lord, I thank you that you've caused this people, Lord, to be strong. To be strong in the Lord. They don't rely on their own strength. They go from here in the strength and the might of God. Thank you, Father God, that before them, as they go, before them goes a shield. And that is called a shield of favor. The favor of God surrounds them as with a shield. The favor of God is their defense. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Lord, I thank you that who you bless... No one can reverse that blessing. Hallelujah. And I thank you that the blessing of God is upon them, and it cannot and will not and shall not ever be reversed. In Jesus' name. No weapon formed against them will prosper. Every tongue that rises or has risen against them in judgment, they shall condemn. Thank you, Father God, that they go, Lord, in justice and mercy and faith tonight. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Father, I thank you that you bless them in their homes. I declare the peace of Almighty God to rest upon every household here. All those hearing this message right now. The peace of God, that it would guard their hearts. It would guard their minds. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. That as they go, they continue to go in blessing. Lord, I thank you for those people that this people will come in contact with even tonight. That, Lord, they're the light that is on them, the love that is in them, Lord, would permeate and it would minister to those in their neighborhoods. Wherever they go, those on their, on their jobs, God, I thank you, Lord, that others will see, others will see what a Christian really looks like. The benefit of one who has a relationship, who is a child of God. One who is free from the mandates of man-made religion. One who is free. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine, shine, shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.